You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man. And we back. back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Consistency is key. Absolutely. It's your boy, Jay Brewster. What Earl. It's your boy Rodney bringing up the tail end. Yeah, man. And we make up the, the brothers. brothers. You know what I'm saying? We your local neighborhood podcast. I was feeling that music, man. <laughs> Yeah. We out here just trying to inspire and, you know, let the culture know what's going on and how we see the world uh, sometime, not just the city, but the world. Yeah, I'm proud of us, man, because like I said, we've been uh, what kind of off and on since what, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, has it been that long? I think it has. Bro, I think it's 2015. Let me look it up. Right That's now. crazy. Um, we know we have some low spots and low, you know, stuff like that, but... I think it's just it's just like life happens. It shows yeah, life, a, a level of you know what I mean stick to itness. Yeah, I like that word. Like, you know I what I mean? For us to kind of come back, you know what I mean? Even after all this time, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, 2015 it was our first episode. Um, no, well yeah, I think it was our first episode in 2015. Yeah, man, about showing the shoes. Yeah, bro, Bruh, So five years, man. Five years. Y'all still showing your shoes at work? Uh, only when I have to. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Bro. I'm fortunate now, bro. Like, you know, we got an office in the, you know, in our coaches in the locker room, so it's not really showing shoes because we have our own bathroom. So. Got your own bathroom in there. Yeah. Do you yeah. like find yourself like feeling a certain kind of way if somebody make it in there before you get there? Well, it's only really two of us in there all day, and uh, there's rules, man. You know, my counter coach. He's <laughs> got rules, bro. Right? There's rules, bro. He's very respectful, but it's funny though because. One of the rules is you spray before and after. Uh, there's poopery in the room. You use a poopery? Yes, bro. Does that really work? Uh, yeah, it works, man. And uh, my mom put me on some like off-brand, like the Family Dollar store head. And like it works pretty good, too, but it's strong. So if it get on your hands, you pretty much walking around smelling like poopery. That's the only, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only like downfall of it. But um, yeah, man, like you spray before, you spray after. Make sure that, you know, you don't set nobody up, as we call it. If you just came from out of there, you make sure you, you know, hey, bro. They want to wait a few minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, 35, 45 yeah, you don't, minutes. you don't set nobody up, but we had a coach, man, a new coach, and uh, he came in. And he, they come after school, they coach uh, football and something else. So he came out of there, and I was like, Coach, hey, did you spray, bro? Did you spray? <laughs> I was like, there, There's rules, man. And we had to break it down to him. He was like, Dude, I didn't know. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry, man. I really am. He was like, We well, went into this long. My wife tells me all the time, and you smell horrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy thing is, like, he bought like this, like the bigger bottle of poopery, bro, oh, okay. and like for like the contribution, yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, you contribute, man. You yes, know, sir. contribute that and wipes. You know, what I'm saying the flushable wipes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh y'all got it fancy in there. Yeah, we're trying to Got to be clean, brother. Well, look yeah. at you, brother. Like, y'all ain't no savages. Nah, you know, bro. Being coaches, yeah. Yeah. decided to make sure. I'm going to tell you why though, bro, because when I first got to uh, start coaching at my school, there were some other coaches there and they weren't, they didn't have the rules <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't as clean. They just and, going bro, in there, bro, one day I walked in there, bro, 
and it looked like a gas station toilet. Bro, <laughs> it was. And I walked it was right nasty out. Nasty like that. It was nasty, bro. And I walked right out. Are y'all responsible for cleaning the toilet? Nah, nah. Some, somebody cleans it okay. every morning, but we pretty much try to maintain our own area. Right, right. So you know, you shouldn't leave it like that. You don't want to get a bad rip because be like, them coaches are yeah. nasty. <laughs> yeah, because that's embarrassing to me. Like they coming in there cleaning up after you. And, you know, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why the female restroom is so nasty, brother. Because so yeah. I've, I've never been in one, but yeah, I've heard me brother, bro, I have. I have like been. I've heard like horror stories. Bro, when I worked at Shallow Inn, bro, <laughs> and I had the clean bathrooms. I forgot you used to work at Shallow Inn, bro. That's right, bro. I've been through the mud, bro. Been through it. <laughs> was it, was it that bad? It was bad, bro. bro. I've heard stories where they'd be like piss on the floor. And I'm just like, how? Dirty draws and everything. Yeah, yeah like, like other what stuff. about Agents? Yeah, I don't want to. I didn't want to say. Yeah, like, what about Agents came to me one time back when I was working at Teleperformance, and she was like, "Can you please call somebody?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. What, what's going on?" She says, "Look, JB, there is dirty, poop-filled <laughs> panties oh my God. hanging up in one of the bathroom stalls." Like, how do you, like, have an accident <laughs> and you, like, hang them up? Like, you don't even bother to throw them mugs away? <laughs> you don't even the cafeteria today. You can Bruh. leave them away. That's so disgusting, bro. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. Man, shout out to every custodian man and janitor because they got to deal with, yeah. you know, that nobody, I don't know if I mentioned on the last podcast, like, we got a student pooping on the floor. So like, yeah, bro. That's bro, a real no, life no, serial pooper, bro. You didn't mention that. <laughs> a real, a real life. And my my biggest fear is like, God, I just don't want it to be one of my athletes, bro. Because I'd be so embarrassed, you know. But so he doing it on purpose. Yeah, he doing it on purpose, bro. He's not you, like one of them special kids. We don't know who it is. You know, that's the thing. So I remember. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> don't know who it is, bro. We leaving out details of this door. So, so y'all walking in someplace. So it's like the office episode <laughs> with with Come Michael. Yeah. It goes, with the poop on the carpet It's a student bathrooms He's doing it in So like basically You know He's going in there Probably in a time Where nobody else Is in the bathroom Of course um, Doing this thing And going back to class bro <laughs> Another student Probably reports it I've heard it twice On the little radios Like You know I don't want to say her name Is it in the stall Or is it like nah, bro, Outside the stall It's on the floor And they have to So that means Like he has to like Pull his pants down yeah, Like bro. In, in like the in the open area. Well, and, no, and I don't. I don't know if it's in. It. It's probably yeah. I thought you meant was it in the toilet. Now, it's on the floor, but it's. I think it's within the stall. Okay, all right. Because right. the students reporting it, man, and then when you hear it on the intercom, like on the little radio, it's not funny because <laughs> I know somebody got to clean it up. But I'm like, man, who is doing that? Who's the dude? <laughs> Since it happened twice. That's happened more than twice, bro. This has been going on pretty much a good amount of the year. So they shut the bathroom down. Y'all got cameras. We do like have not the cameras, bathroom, but like in the hallway, we have like, hall room cameras, uh, hallway cameras. But you know, when multiple people are in the hall and you don't know what student did, and they're supposed to sign out, you know. But for whatever reason, bro, they haven't been able to catch them, bro. Bro, imagine like you in class, right? And you like raise your head, and say, "I got to use the bathroom." And you get a, <laughs> and you get a pass to go, and, and you know your objective, bro, is to go poop on somebody's floor. I don't even think like. I don't know, man. My stomach would probably lock up. Cause that's scary, right. bro. You get caught. Right. Doing what that. you doing, bro? If you get a phone call that says that your son has been pooping on the floor at school, bro. What you doing, bro? Making him go to the school and making him clean it up. Like literally, I'd be like, don't touch it. Do not touch it. I'm sorry to the janitorial staff. This has been happening. But he gonna clean this up today. 
That's me. That's my type of parenting. <laughs> That's my type of parenting. I'm not let, I'm not letting nobody else clean up something you don't you know you ain't taught at home. Do that do that at home if you bad. But like, do you like Loki? <laughs> do you feel like you have failed as a parent? <laughs> no, because I'm making him clean it up. No, but look him look, or her. I don't care. But look, look, look. Yeah, he gonna clean it up, right? Yeah. But there gotta be a part of you that, that feels like, where did no, I go wrong? No, I, I, mean, I, I, may, I may internally feel like that, but I ain't never gonna express it. But I'm gonna make sure this staff know that he wasn't taught like this. He or she wasn't taught like this. Cause I'm gonna tell him right in front of the principal. Do you, do you AP, feel worse if it's a boy or a girl though? I'm gonna tell yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If it's not ever did that, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna choke slam her in the middle of the principal's office. I'm saying like, do you feel any worse? If it's your daughter versus like, I don't feel no worse. If your son did, yeah, I, I definitely would feel worse, bro. Like, if, if Cammy did that, yeah. Come on, bro. Like, I'm choking him either way, bro. Like, like, like hard. Like, not even like. So, like, what's that conversation like with you and your wife, bro? Like, do you like call her right away? Like, look, like, how do you tell her? Hey, look, babe. You need to get to the school before I get to the school. Babe, if I, I just get got to the school first. I just got this phone problem. call and uh. <laughs> It said he been pooping on the floor. <laughs> All right, so check this out. What if somebody like blamed your kid and your kid is like saying it was not them, but literally all the evidence points to them? Like they, they went to the bathroom at the same time? They have to take this L and clean it up. <laughs> so wait. Bro, come you on, them clean it up Even though they say they didn't do it? They got to know he did it, bro. Bro, I mean, if, if... But you know if your child lying too, though. Yeah, exactly. If all the evidence is pointing to my child, I'm not letting nobody else take the fall for it. We gotta take. We gotta assume some responsibility because you gotta know its consequences to do it. I wouldn't even want to make that phone call though from the school. Are you whipping your kid like on site? No, I'm not. Bro, no whip is taking place. Probably at home. At home. Cause I'd probably be so mad, bro. <laughs> I probably wouldn't whoop him at school. I'm not whooping no. At that point, depending on the age, we probably gonna throw hands at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't coming up to no middle school and no high school. It was, I'm nah, gonna say, bro. clean it up. No gloves. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours anyway. Oh my God, the serial pooper! Yeah, bro, we got one, you bro. did not tell that story before. Bro. Yeah, that's, that's not a lie. And the bad thing is, it ain't just our school. From what I understand, I talked to a yo. It's an epidemic. Yeah, I talked to school? a coach from another middle school. And he said they've been having it going on too. You think yeah. it's like some type of like challenge? It or? probably is, bro, because they do so much on Instagram now and together. They know all of them know each other. Like, it yeah, it's a crazy like the basketball <laughs> teams. Like in middle school, they know. Oh yeah, coach, they got such and such. Oh, such and such plays there. You know, I talked to them on I'm like, dang, y'all keep up with each other really well. So it could be a joke, you know. Well, it ain't funny. It ain't funny, though. <laughs> it ain't funny at all. Speaking of challenges, like, you saw that one with, with, the, with the, what's it called, with the sweep the leg challenge? Yeah, that joke is hilarious, bro. Bro, but you saw that one, that one uh, big dude with this dragon suit on. That's funny, but the little girl on the concrete, bro, she oh, like almost died. People man. been doing that, like, yeah, like funny. she jumped up and she thought like they was just shooting like a video for like everybody jumping in the air at the same time, yeah. and they swept her leg, bro, and she banged her head on the concrete like hard. Dang, you ain't have to do that. I seen that. one on my timeline. Somebody actually know, and I guess they didn't know what they, what they were doing. The parent was pretty mad. For real? I, yeah, I, yeah mad. I mean, as long as it's in the grass, I ain't gonna get mad. I mean, it was in the living room, bro. On the concrete, they yeah. yeah, bro. Like, but if one of y'all do that to me, man, we definitely have to fight. Now we have to fight. I mean, I think that's just. I mean, ain't no getting around that, bro. You don't do that to nobody and not fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's best we over the age of thirty, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
too old for that <laughs> best, bro. Can you imagine, bro? Like, I think, bro, either we got to fight or you got to cash at me like $100, like right then and there. <laughs> so you got to cash at me Like flat out, yeah, like straight up, bro. No, Why, why 100 though? Like, Man, why I think that's, that's an acceptable double. amount if you're not hurt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like for real, straight up, no no arguments. <laughs> like, bro. Say, bro, give my money. Send it right now, bro. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Send it over. Straight up. Otherwise, earlier hit you in the back of the head with a bottle. He <laughs> meant to fight you, bro. But. That's so out of line, bro. Yeah. Oh my God, the cereal pooper, yeah, man. Bro. That's, that's making the challenges, bro. I'm starting to think that uh, they challenging these people singing the national anthem. <laughs> Hold on, I ain't gonna take no shot Khan disrespect, bro. Like, hey, on this podcast, Rodney, we going there tonight, you, bro. so you might as well hop on. This, I'm sorry, I love her, trade, bro. brother. I love her, but she was out of line, bro. bro you could be a legend at, at, through the wire. No, bro, she, she did that with Kanye West in the building, bro. Yeah, we, we don't care about Kanye. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. come on, that's a Christian. You don't say that about brother Kanye. <laughs> brother Kanye, that's brother Kanye, brother. <laughs> Oh man But dude So, so you go like Let that slide Cause that's Shaka but Yeah because Rodney, uh, on, Because uh, uh, What's her name Did it a couple years ago And it was worse Talk about Fergie Yeah It was absolutely worse But that so, should have yeah. been The blueprint of what not to do It was almost neck and neck though bro No Jamie Foxx was still worse Hallelujah uh, <laughs> I forgot about the hallelujah I don't know if Jamie was Jamie might be three bro but Fergie's first. Hold on, but but Jamie was playing, bro. Yeah, he was being that's goofy. the difference. Fergie, I think, legitimately thought she was going to switch. She thought she up, was killing it, and she was killing it, and but, it was just going to be a meme seconds later. But that's and what Shaka I don't Kyle, get, though. Like, had an attitude of like, Fergie I'm a had, legend. I don't care. Fergie had musicians with her, though, right? Yes, so bro. she has absolutely no excuse. Shaka Khan, she didn't have none. I don't, I don't, I'm wondering why she went. Like, like, just acapella and then to be all bro, over and the then place. she was wearing that bedazzled Jordan jersey, man. Like, yeah, it didn't say booze. It was a number twenty-three, black and red. Black and it red. was out of line. Hey, but let me tell you, man, because I, 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 I was figuring everybody was gonna give her a pass, honestly. And then I was like, man, let me look on my Facebook. Look at my bro, <laughs> immediately. It was going in, but then I wonder, right, if if like President Trump would like would have said something. You know, like, oh my God, that was a horrible rendition of the. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you think? Like, you think we all would have been? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Facts, because like, like we would probably would have said, not Black History Month. We're not about to do this. Yeah. Not Black History Month. Oh no, yeah. they gonna feel like me now. Yo, so like, what y'all think about the whole uh, All Star Weekend? It was dope, to man, me. man, bro. The best one I've seen in years. Man, Rod, you you on it, bro? Because I remember we was Marco and yeah. and I was like, normally I don't watch the All Star Game until, until like the end. Right, and um, I just happened to watch this one, and I was like, "Bro, this is, this is legit, bro. Like, this the is ending, <laughs> the ending was just beautiful. Yeah. It was like this is yeah. real basketball. Like I was telling Rod earlier, uh, I think the NBA found a cheat code for uh, yeah, yeah, for, for the, like to make whole, it work, to make yeah, it play to hard. make it work. Like it's it's legit. It's like must watch TV though. Yeah, yeah. like and then Miami represented, up. bro. You know, <laughs> Bam yeah. and the Skills Challenge. That was dope. You know, Definitely. the dunk contest. Yeah. Like, no matter what you think about it. That was controversy, but. Yeah. I mean, y'all stole the dunk contest. Hey, we got hey, it, though, we bro. We had the judge on our side. <laughs> you hey, you see, did, uh, bro. you see Jones was like, um, hey, man, I mean, you can't mess up and get a 10, though. He <laughs> talking about the, he hit Taco Head. <laughs> I was like, that was petty, bro. Well, he did miss the first one when he did the seven. Yeah. Six. Yeah, he did. Bro, it I'm was just still saying, a 10, like, but, he, I mean, you had to be penalized sometimes. You know Gordon got robbed, though. The first time. 
talking about with uh with Zach, Zach Levine? Yeah. Yes, he got robbed the second time too. Bro, he had they, four I think they just should have they just should have stopped it, bro. Yeah, I like, think they should have stopped it. When you no, let it keep like, going, like you don't stop it because it was that much of a classic. Like you want to keep yeah. that going. But make or make the judges uh, pick, like they said. I mean, it was five up there. That's what I would have liked to see. Like, hey, force force them to go ahead and have to pick, because like it looked like uh, uh, oh uh, T'Challa was like being real stingy, bro. (laughs) Come on, Chad, Chadwick, he was being stingy with the dope. His hair down the day. He didn't even do the Black Panther to Wakanda right, bro. It was like weird. He did it like man. Well, don't be ashamed, bro. You you always gonna be Black Panther, bro. Facts. I mean, like, look, he's played. He's played Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, <laughs> James Brown, James Brown, you T'Challa. You will forever be. <laughs> they don't say welcome, James Brown, to the thing. Hey, man, like Chadwick Bosman, he is Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Every character is a different. I thought he was going for. I, mean, I want him to hit that book. step on yeah. that. I want him. Yo, you saw the Big meme. Time. It was well, actually, like Twitter was like going there. They said that Gordon. Uh, the reason why he didn't win was that the ancestors wasn't gonna let him win because he brought some TikTok girls. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but they've been trying to kill that because of uh, uh, the the TikTok girls. They've been trying to steal the credit from the black girl who originated the dance. Bro, but uh, she was uh, literally stole well. the credit. Yeah, they, she was there as well. She actually got to perform it yesterday at the halftime, and not at halftime, but during one of the commercial oh, breaks. Oh yeah. And um, well, he didn't bring her out. What's the dude that sing the song? Uh, uh, uh K Cap. Yeah, he brought her out. Okay. Yeah, okay. they were on the court. She got to do it by herself, and then the cheerleaders. Renegade. 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 Yeah. But Gordon tried so hard, though, bro. He brought Chance to rapper out every all three times. But this. he kept doing the same. They kept saying Jones kept doing it under the leg, but he kept doing it off the shoulders. I thought it was dope, though, how they both did each other's other stuff. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. So that low key, I think they should almost. If you have like a tie like that, you almost got to play horse. Like horse. Yeah. So it's like okay. This, like to me, like dunk. this was the best dunk contest I've seen. I yeah. think, and even probably over the Vince Carter one because bro. of the competition. Vince had no competition, bro. Because of the competition, bro. I'm not saying the dunks were necessarily like right. Because of course, the wow of Vince Carter was like, dang, I ain't never seen that. But, but the competition, the competition, I've never seen that, bro. That was like, like they keep talking about Jordan and Dominique. I'm like, I didn't watch that. One, yeah, right. I mean, none of us did. We yeah. was, <laughs> was like two years old. Yeah, I was five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Competition though, this was like okay, this is legit, bro. Now I give you that. Uh, how about the uh, the Blake Griffin one? It's I don't I don't think Blake had that copy. You don't you don't have like the two best dunkers in the league like going at it like that. I don't think we've seen that since Zach Levine and him jumping over the car was pretty dope. Yeah, that was classic. Tomorrow Griffin. Yeah, the Honda or whatever yeah, it was. No, it was a Kia. A Kia. Because yeah. they were real hot at that moment too, right? Wasn't that like a big deal? Well, I mean, I mean, like, he I was mean it's it's, it's, yeah. well, it's, a, it's the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was dope. But like Griffin is like, I, mean, I don't even think about him no more. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been hurt. Yeah, yeah. Detroit and got cast away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I think this was legitimate excitement. Even the three point contest, yeah. man. You know, I'm Bro, just. It was uh, great. I'm curious to see like when Curry's healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like him and Clay. Him and yeah, Clay. Him and yeah, Clay. Yeah. Shoot, Kevin Durant too. So, so all these guys, you know, I want to see them in the three-point contest for sure. Yeah. So what you say that you don't want to see Westbrook in the three-point contest? Heck no, never again. No, he was in there one time, right? Didn't he do like horrible? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. And Dwight was. Howard, man, like respect, bro. But yeah, hang it up, brother. Let's talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah, don't, don't do that no more. But yeah, in, in game, that's because even honestly, it's not that the dunk was whack either. I mean, right, it was a cool dunk, but it was like forty-year-old man trying to dunk. Yeah, basically, bro. Like, 
bro, but like he, he got he got up there though. He did, bro. But it's just like compared to like what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you, know? you can't be the forty year old with two twenty three year olds. Is yeah, yeah, it wasn't airplane mode. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the the debate was like, why LeBron won't do a dunk contest? Like, he don't need to do one. Like, LeBron ain't gonna embarrass himself. You're right. You know, he gonna do some nice dunks, but like, come on, man. Compared to like what Gordon and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's definitely too late now. Though I think, oh, oh boy, what was his name? Who the white boy was? Uh, uh yeah, I liked him, man. He was he was nice too. He was nice. I mean, the one off the backboard. The one off the backboard was nice. It was respectable, man. Like he, he's the whole premise of like the whole white white man, man can't, can't jump. jump. Yeah, that I was that it. was creative. It wasn't really. <laughs> I think it, I think it was. We, we knew you could dunk because you were in dunk. Contest. I think it was for the fact of like how high you can jump. Like it wasn't like barely. Yeah, I mean the fact. Come on, he's really the only white boy. I mean, in the whole dunk a, contest. There've been other white, only white boys in the dunk contest. We know it's a black dominated sport. Black History Month is always in February. You know, we sneak a white boy in there every time. <laughs> you know, we give it a yeah. affirmative action. You know, That's true. We let it happen. I don't. I just don't remember no other white guy in the dunk contest. Brent Berry won it in San Antonio. Brent Berry did win it with the jacket on. Remember? He yeah. Did he do the? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, he did the free throw line. We let him get it, and then we let Birdman in, and he ruined it for white people for about five years. He did, <laughs> he did ruin it. See, man, we've been dominating that three point contest though. Yeah. Well, last year we lost, but yeah. Joe Harris won. But we we back on top. That's funny. But anywho, all all is cool, man. The yeah. challenges were cool. I think the dunk contest was cool. The game was cool. The performances, bro. Um, bro, chance, chance, man, chance was, kill, uh, chance, yeah. absolutely kill. Uh, Dame Dollar needs to just make mixtapes. He don't need to do no concerts like ever because <laughs> like it, 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 yeah, his, his performance was, was super hurt. whack. His performance was super whack, bro. It was whack. And Chance the Rapper killed again. I just got to put that out there. Man, when I seen Chance the Rapper do that kick, bro, when he said he got his foot on the devil neck, this dude's leg hit his shoulders, bro. I was <laughs> yeah, like, what be, in the world? He used to be a dancer. <laughs> he's a karate kid is yeah, what he yeah. is, bro. He's a ninja. But, I mean, uh, like, I enjoyed him on the Netflix show he did, man. Oh, the, uh, the Rapper show? The Rapper show, yeah. Y'all yeah. watched that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I watched it. Because that's what really got me Rhythm on D-Smoke. Yeah. yeah, Rhythm yeah. and Flow. Yeah, that was a, that was yeah. a dope show. He put me on D-Smoke, man. I was like, that dude is... Yeah, he nice. He nice, bro. He sound too much like Kendrick to me, but I know it's just because of where they I think from. it's just where they yeah, from. Yeah, where they from. Yeah. But, but it, the similarity is too much for me. But I like this. It. He's much. talented, though, man. Uh, yeah, he dope. Chance does a lot of stuff live that, like, he's, like, so happy, bro. And, like, for some people doing that, you'd be like, why is he jumping around like that? That's corny. But it's, like, it's funny. It's, like... Well, I don't know, man. That's his whole persona. Yeah. Like, even the way he dress, like he'd be like rocking these sweaters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like dad jeans. He's okay. I mean, yeah, he's I, I love it though. Right. I, I love it, and I think Weezy uh, brought great energy too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, what's going on with Weezy's dress, bro? Bro, bro this is <laughs> I just feel like he's reached that point in life where he's like, Weezy. He don't care. Yeah, clearly and, he don't. Yeah, and just you I know. mean, like it's time for him to kind of wrap. It's like just two on top. A whole yeah. bunch of long things on the side, bro. Dude, it looked like Fetty Wap, man. Your hair ever like that, bro. Man, hey, um, I'm cutting it with yeah. Dude, like, you know what it remind me of? It remind me of Bad Boys too. <laughs> you let the devil... Yeah. The devil is not welcome here. Uh, my other uh, coach said uh, he was looking at a video because he was on first take. Yeah. He was like, Coach Dix, if your, if your dress ever get like that, we will ping you down and cut yeah. your hair, bro. Yeah, like bro. Like, yeah. We send you down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Because, like, the, the hairline pushed back. Yeah. But I think it's just, you know, he ain't nobody in his life telling him nothing. Who gonna tell him they gonna get fired, bro? Only to tell him is his mom, probably. <laughs> Maybe his daughter. <laughs> but ain't nobody working for him gonna tell him that. <laughs> like, you ain't got no real friends, dude. He probably don't. 
That's, that's sad. That's a sad. I mean, but that's that's kind of sad, bro. That's society, bro. Are we, like you got are no you real think, friends. If you think about Antonio Brown, he don't have no real friends. Nah, bro. Not acting like that. He's I talking. think he does now. I mean, the, the Breakfast Club interview was kind of interesting. Oh, I didn't see that. Didn't see oh, that. you didn't watch it? Oh, well, he was apologizing to Ben. Yeah, yeah. Like it just dropped a couple days ago. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it was actually interesting. He, he brought a real Adelaide gift for Envy uh, and Charlamagne. I'm pretty sure. I, you know what he brought him? I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. A big bagger. No. <laughs> Apparently, that's like, like the running joke. But yeah. uh, he's actually kind of well-spoken. When he's like not nobody's doing ever, antics. Nobody's ever blamed him for not being well-spoken. Nah, I definitely think he's bipolar. Bro, bro. like his, his Twitter is tells him he's not well-spoken. He got some mental issues. He not even as a joke. Like, because it's not a joke. I think he really has some. Yeah. Well, I think that's why you got to have like a village. You got to have a circle. You got to have some people that you trust um, that's willing to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, when is embracing the truth detrimental? To you or to the other person? Both. Hey, I don't think ever embracing the truth is detrimental. Or I guess your version of the truth because the truth shouldn't just be the truth shouldn't be relative. The truth it's got to be either it is or it's not. You know what I'm saying? There's no yeah. black and white. As far as like, it's like being like you know almost pregnant or halfway pregnant. You either pregnant okay. or you're not. You okay. know what I mean? Like it's either the truth so or it's not. So those things that are never okay for you to do, like like you talking that's what you talking about. Some yeah, I mean like pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that you even got to be a Christian. There's certain like inherent things that we can all see, like from a society standpoint of view, is like evil, right? Like the harming of a child. Yeah. Like that's. That's considered evil, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So what happens when that 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 line keeps on getting pushed back and we keep on saying we wanna necessarily like embrace that truth or embrace your truth. That that's who you really are and other people are trying to expose you and tell you to come out of that? Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, you can say that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe it becomes detrimental when you silence those voices. Because you have to have some level of trust. Uh, with those people that are around you at some point to let them, you know, that close to you to be able to say, no, nah, you acting out of character. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's on the person. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's on both parties because you have to, you know, as the as the bystander, I could say, Earl, I've known you for almost 30 years and you ain't never stepped out of character like this, bro. Right. Like, I know you may be going through something, but you, you can't continue this behavior. You know what I'm saying? So it's up to it now. I've done my portion. You know what I'm saying? A part I, of I really it. feel like I done something wrong in that moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I felt that too. I was you know, like, "Hey, Earl, you, you know what I'm saying?" But then, it's, but then it's on Earl to say, "You know what? I can accept that because I trust this person. Right, right. He's right. not trying to lead me in a in a in a vicious manner. He's not just a yes man that's telling me what I want to hear. He's telling me actually what I need to hear." You know what I'm saying? And I think that, that has a still from real relationship too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And I think a lot of times, especially like in those instances where uh, the person that's telling the truth is feeding from that person, you know, or getting livelihood from that person that's providing that service. You can't really say anything because it's like you biting the hand that feeds you. Absolutely. Because otherwise I'm not going to stop. I mean, I'm not going to eat anymore. I think that's what uh, 
the what, whole uh, uh, what Fifty Cent was talking about with right. uh, Floyd. Right. He's just like everybody around him was like standing around waiting for him to be generous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they ain't telling him nothing about it. Right. You know. I think so. it, it's probably the same with R. Kelly, man. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's the point. I was if you think about that's real. Where it's detrimental is, bro. You gotta quit doing that because I'm gonna end up in jail with you, and I'm not gonna sit there and allow it to keep happening around me. You but know what I'm saying? Like to me though, it's like beyond even them going to jail. It's like where's the the well being for the child? Like. Was like you know you my homie. Yeah. However, I'm seeing like an innocent child being manipulated to the point right. where it's. I like, mean, I would hope that would be the first feeling for somebody telling you know, right, telling right. them to stop. But you know, we've seen too many cases where. Right. Even in that situation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? People were like, "Oh, I did feel uncomfortable, but you know, but you he let was, it keep he happening." Paying my bills, you know, he's Bruh. he's signing the paychecks. We hear that too often. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like it's almost like telling on your employer. Like if you whistleblowing your whistleblow, employer, yeah. it's just a chance of you losing your job because the company may go under. You know what I'm saying? Right, so you're right. like, should I say something? Like I'm getting my paycheck every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Should I really say something? She hate me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, really, it comes down to like you didn't watch the movie. Losing, <laughs> losing out on opportunity or losing, you know. You didn't watch the movie for the, the paycheck. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> I just couldn't ride all the way out with that. <laughs> But I, I missed it. I threw it back to him, though. You did. Uh, you, you ever watch the movie She Hate Me? Nah. Don't watch don't that do. movie, bro. I won't. I won't. Just for your safety? <laughs> Just for your safety. I won't. You probably shouldn't have no business watching that movie. No, uh, I had no business watching that movie. Y'all watched that as a Christian? Yeah, I did. You said watch Y'all watched those movies as a Christian? I yeah, did. brother. Unfortunately, I had, had, had to pull the Mr. Bruce down. Yeah. yeah. Woo. So, like, uh, I guess not really the same thing, but, like, what's been in the news lately um, has been um, Dwayne Wade with his with his child transgender um, and his um, his he had, he had a son he was born born a boy um, named Zion and just recently they've been inside the news because um, I guess his son came to him and his uh, stepmom Gabrielle and was like explaining that he always felt that he was like not knowing who he was and that he was like a, a girl kind of trapped in this boy's body and they were really supportive of him and I guess Gabrielle you know was really um, helping Dwayne Wade have an understanding about the situation and how to support him and they kind of made a de- collective decision to uh, now start calling you know him Zaya as opposed to Zion um, and for him to kind of embrace his truth uh, so, what was your thoughts, Earl, when you first kind of saw this story? I know that you know, both of y'all are like huge Miami Heat fans, so yeah, uh, I'm sure you know. Dwayne's like, what do y'all? Basketball yeah, Dwayne's your favorite basketball player, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like, um, a shout out to my big bro Joel. Dwayne Wade's his favorite basketball player too. So, uh, I'm kind of curious what y'all's thoughts. I think um, the first time, I mean, and just when the son was saying that uh, you know he was homosexual. And I think they were at the uh, Gay Pride Parade. Yeah. I think that, that was the first thing. That's when it hit the news. Yeah, that's when they first kind of hit the news. And I was like, I seen how supportive he was of them. And, yeah. And, you know, even though, in, you know, my beliefs, you know, are, you know, are different, I probably can't say I would be as supportive, you know, but I, I looked at the way he was raising the son. And I was like, you know, I guess kudos to him, you know, <laughs> you know, if you're willing to accept it. Um, but I think where we kind of differ was when it came down to the. Um, going through the transformation or the change and wanting to be called it, what is this acknowledge, or 
uh, referring to him as a his daughter. Uh, that, that's where I kind of like was like, all right, man. I don't, you know, I definitely don't see myself ever doing that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that's where we differed at when it got to that point. You know. Uh, but why, but let me let me ask y'all this: Why does automatically when somebody disagrees with the stance against homosexual, why does it? Why does it? Why is it always perceived as hate? Why? I'll tell you why. Because it's the opposite of what they feel we should accept, and so anything that's necessarily disagreeing with it, it's easier to categorize it as hate because you can then define it and box it in, and then you can get more support on your side, right? Because we're all against hate, right? Right. So it's like, okay. Go back, you know, a few years, you know what I'm saying? Well, more than a few years, but several years back with the whole entire um, abolitionists, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have people who were uh, for slavery. It's easy to point the finger, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is bad, you know what I mean? And we can kind of get or gather the support on our side um, easier that way. Now, I'm not comparing the two at all whatsoever from, you know, people disagreeing with, you know, homosexuals and slavery by any means I'm just saying I think right. that's why they can categorize it as hate as opposed to just hey we just agree to disagree like why can't I be firm in my belief I can still love just you, as you are. still respect right. you right? but like I find the most intolerant people preach tolerance yeah. True. which is ironic because it's like you expect everybody to be tolerant for whatever lifestyle right. that you hold but it's not good enough for me to just be tolerant of it you want me to embrace it yeah. and then on top of that it's not good enough for me just to embrace it you want me to applaud it and right. then celebrate it yeah. right. and I'm like whoa like, I'm not causing you because you would feel a certain kind of way if I'm like no I disagree with, with your lifestyle and I want you to celebrate my lifestyle Right. you yeah. would call that hate right? right why is it the same right and another thing I want to know is um, why is I'm sorry, I think I'm trying to be the moderator or something. No, you good, buddy. <laughs> why? I'm why show is, Barack. Uh, yeah. Why is why is this um, group of people, this select group of people, the only demographic that can actually do this? The alphabets. Yes, the alphabet people. You know what I'm saying? As Dave Chappelle would call them. <laughs> How, how come they are the only people that can do this? I cannot say I'm a white man and go out to the world and be accepted as a white man. When they see me, they know I'm not a white man. I could put white on the application, but when they come, when they call me in to interview me, they're going to be like, mm. <laughs> and, I, and I can sit in front of them and say, I identify as a white man. Right. So yeah, this should give you, me... If you it, write that on some documents and you put... I'm a white man. Right. You probably can go to jail. Exactly. They'll try to put me in jail for, you know, you know, forging a document. Right. So why is that why are they the only group of people that get to say, nah, God made a mistake. I don't want to be this. I want to be this. Right. And get accepted for it. Because like I said, nobody else can do this. Nobody else can say, I'm actually something else. A woman can't go out and say, I'm a cat. I mean, we get to the point where people try to do that already. I know, but yeah. but nobody in society is going to say, oh, she's a cat. Let's treat her as a cat. Let's get her catnip and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Not the catnip. 
because you know what it smells like. <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying? So, so why are they the only select group of people That's a great question, that that can man. happen to? That's a great question. Um, I think it, it comes down to the whatever agenda is being pushed. Yep. I mm. think I think if you have if you have an agenda that you want to push, whatever narrative, it's get to the point where you can even see it in whatever media that you watch. Like you can watch the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Or you watch any anything during Christmas time, you can see, okay, they want to push a certain type of agenda. So they don't so, have one in there at least. Of course. Yeah. All all day. You can even see how they how they push and I, I don't want to lose no, no none of our our lovely and shout out to y'all female listeners yeah. and faithful people to the podcast yes. but but you can see a clear feminist agenda being pushed lately even with the movies that come out and how they portray certain things and how it's almost like not good enough to just put women in strong roles I think they should be in strong roles period right but like they have to be in such strong roles and men have to be so <laughs> Inferior to the right. point where it's like, okay, now it's a caricature right. of, of like, just tell the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regardless, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's whatever agenda is being pushed, I think. And right now, that's the agenda. And this is probably an unpopular opinion, but shoot, Barack Obama, that's the agenda he pushed. Yeah. He didn't push for, for the black people agenda. Yeah, and like, I think that we as, you know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters who are, you know, colored, you know what I'm saying, like we ignore that aspect of it. Like, them eight years, that wasn't that, that wasn't the agenda that was pushed. Yeah, you have people that call, you know, kind of call that out, but it's an unpopular stance, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, no, nah, you don't speak against Obama. Yeah, because you know, he was the first black president. Yeah, you know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that agenda wasn't priority at Matt at all, you know. <laughs> We it, the change that we thought would take place, especially with everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, well, you as an educator, Earl, I know that you deal with this probably more than us. Yeah. More, more than us for sure. And I, y'all, do y'all have like sensitivity training for this type of like scenario? Because I'm sure that you have students who are probably dealing with those type of pressures from society. Yeah, man. And then there's there's the ugly aspect of people bullying. Right. Which we definitely don't condone. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's that's cool. that's mostly what I deal with, man. I think from the aspect of just being a human being, you never want to see nobody get bullied or um, they shouldn't deal with, you know, hate speech per se, as you want to call right. it, or or being mistreated. Again, I have middle school kids. Um, I have some in PE, man, and uh, one of my a great athlete, man, who uh, I believe is, you know, could be homosexual, and and like you protect them, man. You know, in the sense of you treat them like everybody else. But in the same sense, you, have to watch you gotta watch certain things. You don't let right. nobody, you know, um, you know, talk down on them or demean them because you know they have a certain sexual preference. And at the same time, they have to be respectful too right. and trusted in the locker room. You know, so right. um, as a coach, you know, you just love them. again, love them all. I feel like we've talked about this slightly before, yeah. but you gotta coach them the same. But also, you know, it is a, because of what's going on, and you know, and that's the topic of bullying because kids ain't used to that, man. They ain't, they're not used to a, a a peer, a middle school peer, especially in the same locker room. Them, you know, expressing, you know, I like boys. Yeah, you know, that's you know, and it's easy to to pick on that or for them to gang up against that. You know what I'm saying? You don't see a lot of race wars and like that in middle school. You know, but that right there, you're definitely a you know. <laughs> and that's interesting because like this little boy is 12, 12 years old. You know, yeah. and so he's like. 
identifying himself as a girl. Right. And it just makes me kind of wonder and think, like, um, you haven't even experienced being a little boy yet. Yeah, it's like you have just 12 years on this world. What did something happen yeah. that's like, you know, motivating mm-hmm. this this type of feeling that you want to, you know, identify something other than what you were born with? Um, and that's kind of like an ugly thing to ask, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, of course, like, you know, Dave Chappelle says the alphabets, they don't ever want to say, like, no, this is natural. We're born like this. Um, and he's just now discovering who he was really meant to be. We're not going to, you know, degrade it down and make it seem like something traumatic must have take place, you know, for this type of decision to happen. But when you look at some of the statistics, a lot of times the decisions that are made like this, it does stem from some sort of traumatic type of ordeal or something experienced that wasn't, you know, like natural, natural according to like, you know, or a healthy upbringing, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that that's what took place in the situation because I honestly don't know. But it yeah. kind of makes you wonder. Um, Did something happen? Yeah, and this, I mean, I, I mean, I know I just watched the uh, the Aaron Hernandez documentary not long ago. All right. And one of the guys who were homosexual were saying, you know, you know, they hid it so long because they did have a male figure in the house, but the male figure that was so, you know, dominant and almost borderline abusive to the point where, you know, saying like there, there's all kind of trauma that can come from different ways. You know, we just see it Absolutely. so many times where you don't know what can kind of change a person's thought pattern or make them, you know, as a father yeah. and as a Christian, yeah, how do you? Well, well, I'm going to go back to something. That, How do you balance that? I'm going to go back to something that I heard someone else say. Um, you know, because the picture came out when they did the, the gay pride thing. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade and his, his son, you know, um, he had acrylic nails on and a halter top on. Um, now, he was saying, like, the person that said this was like, how many people would let your 12-year-old daughter do that? Have nails on and a halter top. Like most most adult men wouldn't let they they twelve year old daughter dress like that. So why would you parade your twelve year old son out here like that? That's a great point, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, are you really pushing an agenda? Are you helping to push the agenda? You know, because your son is dealing with this, or are you just like, well, I gotta accept it, so I gotta accept it all. Like there's certain stuff that, that I have a sixteen year old daughter. She not wearing. Not as long as she under my house, right? You know, um, you know. So it's, it's certain. Let her put on eyeliner, brother. She just asked. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm not talking about <laughs> eyeliner. I know. But it's certain stuff like if she came downstairs with a halter top on, I'm like, where are you going? Like back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's certain stuff as as fathers. We all three are fathers in this room. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna let your 12 year old daughter dress in a certain type of way. So why? Would on the opposite foot, you let your twelve year old son dress this way? So is it overcompensation? That, that extreme, yeah. You know? it, it brings us back to the conversation we were having. I think before we even started, though, like, um, not to you know, I believe Dwayne Wade is a great guy, but I would, I wonder what his why is, you know, behind the support, like. Truly, what kind of relationship does he feel pressured? You think? Yeah, have they? I had? think he feels pressured now yeah. because if he took a stand now, he would be the most hated person. Hated on man earth. in America. Yeah. He would be like, "Oh, you're such a bad father." 
And like now he's being celebrated as like the greatest father, the greatest world. father in the world. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. So I mean, he can't really take a stand now. You know, and these groups, man. When you come together, you know that can be pressure, man. Because we do it as blacks. Right. Like when our girl had to whatever it was to slip up or whatever. We're talking about Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Man, we wrung her neck, bro. You yeah. know, so it's the same with any other group. You know, like, well, I mean, I, well, Will Smith done the same thing with with Jada. Yeah. So I think they. You can Whatever happened with that? Like, I don't know. Bro, I'm bro. so behind with Jaden. I mean, that whole the whole family's a little bit different <laughs> overall. But him in the dress, what did Will say about that? I mean, he just like he says his son is just is fluid. He's fluid with his sexuality. He's loves everybody. It doesn't necessarily feel he has to be boxed in and defined. And, I mean, it sounds all good on paper, but it's like, okay, where do you draw the line? I guess. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I love you unconditionally. You my son. Right. I will always love you. I can't necessarily always support every decision that you make because I think that would be irresponsible because, I mean, if you decide that you want to be a car and play in traffic, right. I can't support that. You know what I'm saying? So where do you kind of find the line and draw the line of, like, I support you even publicly. I can try to support you, um, but I don't celebrate it or agree or... I mean, and, and that's, that's, that's so tough, man. I think in Hollywood, they probably have more pressure than the average person mm-hmm. because they have a, a brand to, quote unquote, yeah, take care figure, of. Yeah. You got endorsements. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you may be scared paychecks will be removed and stuff like that. And, you know, that standard will be hard to carry, you know, especially when it's your child. You know what I'm saying? So you almost have to, it's like, uh, well, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the point where. He may be now, you know, he like, well, I can't turn back now because I look like the worst father in the world. I'm sorry. I look like the worst father in the world. Now we, and then we are going to always have probably um, different stands or angles too based on our like, you know, religious beliefs as well, you know. Right, right. In his home, you know, I'm not saying they're heathens or whatever. I don't know what they believe, but to them, that might be, a, you know, it's okay. Perfectly it's, it's the way of the world, you know, this is, the world has evolved into this but in a in a Christian home <laughs> that would fly it ain't gonna fly you know what I'm saying so this is my last question with the topic because take the religion out of it completely you know forget about the Christianity aspect of that belief is that like mentally healthy for a 12 year old to make the type of decision no I don't, I don't think they're cap- mentally capable of making that type of decision you know what I'm saying? What's the first thing when your when your when your child you know come in the house and say I love somebody? What the, what does an adult normally say? You don't know nothing about love. Facts. Oh, you mean like another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've told you that plenty of times. See, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first. She be like head over heels in love with girls. I'm like, look, dude. All right, come on, man. Let him shoot his shot. Nah, bro. What you're what you're you're not saying that you don't understand love. You don't understand the full scope and the capacity of love right. at this time. Or the consequences exactly. of that love either. Right. And that's what you're trying to get them to say, but you're saying it in a joking way. You don't know nothing about love. Yeah. You know, you still wet behind the ears and stuff like that. You know, right, right, right. Stuff that we've heard OGs and, you know, yeah. moms and pops stuff say, say stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But you don't, you don't tell them they don't know what love is because they love you. You know what I'm saying? So they know uh, a concept of love. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this person treat me nice. My mama and daddy treat me nice. Yep. I love them too. You know, grandma, my, my mom, G-Paul and all that, they treat me nice. I love them. 
You know what I'm saying? So they have a concept of what love is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they don't, like I said, they don't understand the fullness of it. Especially to that extreme, bro. Like like I said, I think we've talked through text and, um, and prayerfully, I've never in this predicament because I can only imagine mm-hmm. how he may feel, you know, because it could be totally different from what we're seeing in public. Maybe it is, you know, something he has to put on. But I know for me, you know, my children will be identified with what they were birthed as right. in my home, and yeah, they they will be called the names that I've named them. You know, and then when they get out of our house, bro, you know, you do whatever you want. To. I've I've done my job. I've trained them up. That's you my know. stance too. It's like yeah. you know what? At eighteen, you're legally able to make whatever decision you want to make as far as your name change. Yeah, and that's fine. But as of right now, I'm not trying to disrespect you. Right. However. This is what I've named you already, and I've identified you as a boy because you are a boy. And this is what I named you. I yeah. named you this. You ain't gonna, and, I mean, you're not going to take that away from too, me as a parent. You know, Dwight like, Wade's not in. He shouldn't even be that much in the public spotlight. He doesn't have to be. Right. He, he, he's not an NBA player anymore. Why do you have to? Have, do you have your kids in this level of of media and press? Why does it matter? Well, for one, man, they've already started it with the what's the basketball player. Zaire. Yeah, Zaire. You know, so like now, because Brian's the same way with his, he got that much attention and support there. You're going to seem almost wrong, you know, the, the key one into the, the other. You know oh, what I'm saying? It, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like, oh. Tough. So, yeah, so you do love him more than me because he's the athlete and I'm, you know, so it's, right. I, I can only imagine, bro, but. The whole name, the name change, and you know. So, do, do you think that that's disrespect to the parent? Because the parent gave you the name. Like yeah. I was saying when we were talking, you ain't gonna take that away from me. I've earned, <laughs> we've earned that right. You know, <laughs> you know, the the name you. That's a special thing, bro. And like I said, when you're older and you're of age and you're legal, you right. decide you want to do that because you know whatever. I can't do nothing about that. But as long as you, especially at twelve, but I mean, as long as you're living in my house, you know, you know. You're gonna be named what you I gonna be what I named you, you know. Right, man, that's heavy though. It's really, really it's a is lot heavy. Of layers. It's a whole lot of layers. I think that there's no, it's not not black and white. No, in the least bit. I think uh, we have. It's black and white in the sense that God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, I, mean, I think. Asp- yeah, I that's think not, they take I away know. they take away God and all of this equation. Just you know, saying God, you made a mistake. That's because that's the biggest slap in the face to me. Like the name, the naming, and all of that, but you're telling God, like you spit in God's face, saying you made a mistake, you did right. this all wrong. I was supposed to be a girl. Yeah, I was supposed to be a guy. Yeah, that's. And I gotta fix your mistake. I gotta go get medical medical surgery to fix your error. Yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. We are gonna leave that right there. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well. You know. Just to kind of tag in, though, just because we don't agree, no disrespect to you, you know. Right. I respect, right? No, we of love course, whatever. You yeah, know, we but, absolutely love you. Uh, I have friends that are transgenders. I know people that are transgender. Yeah. I don't judge them. I, I laugh and talk with them just like the I know. Crazy talk thing, to man. You. I've always like in every stage of my life, I've always known um, somebody who was homosexual, bi, whatever. We've always had good relationships because we respect each other. Right. We've had good conversations too. You ask me a question, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, this is what I believe, man. I don't agree with your lifestyle, right. bro. You know, yeah. but you I, know, I never forget. You know, I, I love I had, you. you know <laughs> I had somebody at work ask me that question. Point blank, it's like, do you believe? You know, I'm going to hell. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think we need to have this 
conversation in this setting right here, but I'd be welcome to chop it up with yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like people will ask that type of question because they really want to not just gain your your opinion of it, but they really kind of want to box you in sometimes. Yeah. Paint you in a corner, you know what I mean? To kind of put that X on you of yeah. like, you a hater. Yeah. You, you preach hate. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I'm just minding my business, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But on another note, man, we got some, uh, we've had some real good news. And, uh, we gonna kind of celebrate. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. Okay, right? <laughs> Y'all miss right over here dancing. <laughs> I almost feel like uh, what's her that pastor's name? Michael Todd. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. History. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of so. What's so? What's good, right? It is kind of history in the making, though. Um, so. Um, you guys can remember a few months back. I think we were September, October, sometime. Yeah, September. September. Um, we released a podcast when I, you know, told everybody about my stage five kidney disease and um, <clears throat> all that jazz and kind of everything that I had been through. Spent the whole episode, you know, kind of giving the breakdown of the testimony. Well, um, just to kind of give you all a short, a short uh, synopsis of how this story kind of came to fruition. Um, just want to report, first of all, um, I have a brand new kidney. Hold up. Hey. Hey. Put the cats in like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, got a brand new kidney January 13th of this year. Um, so just to kind of uh, tell the short, sweet story, um, we go to church the day before, Sunday the 12th. Um, and we go to church just like we do every normal Sunday. Um my wife normally fills out a prayer card. I never know what she's filling out on the prayer card because I don't ask her. You know, right. it may be a personal prayer. Right. You know, she pray for things. I pray for things. I never fill one out, actually. You know what I'm saying? I know God could do it. You know, not that I said I don't want people praying on my behalf or anything like that, but sometimes I feel selfish just asking for that. That's real. So that's why I don't necessarily fill out the prayer card just repeatedly. I need a kidney. I need a kidney. I need a kidney. Um, and so just happened this Sunday, I happened to look over while she was writing it. And she was like, um, is this the right website uh, for the kidney donation? And I'm like, <laughs> so stupid. Um, I was like, yeah, that's it. Um, I told her, yeah, that's it. And I, I wrote it down. And I, she was like, you know, I, she was like, you know, I do this for you every Sunday. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I didn't think nothing. I didn't think nothing of it. It wasn't like magical dust, nothing like that. Real good. So when she came, when she come, when the offer comes around, she drops it in the bucket. Um, and we go about our day. We go out to dinner, uh, lunch after uh, that, and you know, just go on our normal day. And that night, we were actually watching the. Uh, the, I think it was the, the one of the football games. Bring it back to him, God. What, what game was it? I think it was the 49ers and Seahawks. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think it was the 49ers and Seahawks game. And we were just sitting there talking. And we just happened to start talking about forgiveness in our li- in our lives individually. Mm. And like who we had grudges with or who we formerly had grudges with. To my beef. Every, everything like that. Who? To my beef. <laughs> How the beef oh, you yeah. had a lot. Yeah, beef. Yeah. You know, we, we just uh, sat there talking about forgiveness, you know, with our family, friends, and stuff like that. Like, the stuff that we thought people had done to us, uh, intentionally or unintentionally. You know what I'm saying? So, we had a great conversation just about forgiveness. 
forgiveness and asking God to change our hearts mm. uh, in that manner. Um, so we went to bed, you know what I'm saying? And, and we actually slept in two different rooms that night just because um, I have to get up early. She don't have to get up early sometimes. Yeah, separate so, schedules. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, dealing with dialysis and stuff. So this night we went to bed. I had my phone on vibrate. 1210 comes. I missed the phone call. She's in the other room across the hall. Um, and then she runs across the hall and uh, she wakes me up and she's like, hey, they're on the ho- phone from the hospital for you about a transplant. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, did I miss a call? So I look at my phone, see, I missed a call. She has a phone in her hand, so I grabbed the phone and, um, you know, I talked to the gentleman on the phone. Call was a cucumber. Yeah, call was a cucumber. I'm not reacting or nothing like that. He's like, uh, we have a kidney for you uh, coming out of Dallas, um, you know, 51-year-old deceased male, all this kind of stuff, you know, telling me, asking me, did I want it? No brainer. Yes, I want it. <laughs> said, <"Do> you want <laughs> it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, do you want Let the me kidney? Get back with you. He was like, um, you know, well, we may need you to be at the hospital in a couple of hours. So Say like, less. Yeah, no, I'm like, okay, just let me know what I need to do. Um, he was like, well, let me make sure all the tests line up before, you know, you head to the hospital. So he was like, I'll call you back. So I hang up the phone and it's like 12.15 now. So she's like, get, she's like, amp. She's like running around the house. Doing the floss. <laughs> yeah, can I tell everybody? And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there like. Damn, like yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly how she is. And I'm just. Devil, you bucking. And I, that's why I'm just sitting yeah, there like. I'm just sitting there like, okay. I got the call once and I didn't get it. So I can't get right, overly right. excited. I remember that. Um, so I was just sitting there and. um. We just start watching something on Netflix, and I'm like, well, let's wait till he called back before we really get excited. So we lay there, an hour goes by, two hours goes by, 2.30 in the morning. We was about to fall asleep. We was just like, well, we just go to sleep. I turn my phone on so I know I'll be able to hear it. Yeah. Right as we get ready to drift off, phone rings, 2.30 in the morning. He's like, all right, Mr. Shirelles, uh, everything is a go. Uh, head to the hospital. You know, I'm like, bet. So she's really running around like Tasmanian devil now. <laughs> <laughs> Telling everybody, texting everybody at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 yeah. in the morning, hoping, hoping they respond. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. I am not texting nobody. I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to get this over. <laughs> so <laughs> Grab I, my go bag. Yeah, get my car key. My faith, my faith bag was already in the car, which it had been in the car for a couple of months with shoes. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Faith bag. Your what? My faith bag. Your what? My faith Come bag. Come on, brother. Yes, yeah, sir. I, had, I, pa- I packed the faith bag in November after I had gotten the first call, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it because right. I was second on the list that time. He said, so, stay ready. You don't have to get yeah, ready. Y'all know that's my motto for life. So I went and got my 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 faith bag out the car just to make sure I had everything I needed in there. Ran and jumped in the shower. You know, it took about 10 minutes. And I'm like, all right, we ready to go. That was a good detail, bro. Yeah. I'm glad you watched your butt, bro, before you went up there. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because a lot of people wouldn't have done that, bro. And that yeah, says a lot like, about you. You got people operating on you. Yeah. yeah. He's so like, oh, I commend you, brother. I commend you, man. Yeah, I got up and took a shower. Headed in the car to the hospital. Um... I listened to the uh, the Jesus is Born album the whole way there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that was a good Every album. Every Yeah. So I just... Uh, Brother Kanye. Yeah. So I listened to the Kanye Choir album on the whole way to the hospital, which took me about 20 minutes. Um, this is the fastest process of the hospital I've ever been to. Right. They told me, go, they told me, they tell you to go to emergency, tell them you're here for a transplant, and they'll walk you up to a room. It went just like that. I was like, I'm here for a transplant. They was like, all right, come on. We're ready. <laughs> they literally walked me to the transplant floor. My room was already ready. 
I didn't have to wait no time. The Saudi water. And I got the biggest coke. room on the floor. Yeah. Man. I had the suite. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so they took me in, uh, ran all my vitals and stuff that quick. Um, by this time, it's about 345. They was like, all right, surgery's at seven o'clock. We're going to come get you like five. So I sat there for a few minutes. They was like, all right, you need to change it to your gown, strip down. And get ready, man. So by 5.30, they came to the room, knocked on the door, and it was like, Mr. Shirelles, you ready? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Preppy. No, they had to do all that, brother. They had to shape my stomach, but they didn't have to shape that way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking, though. I appreciate you. <laughs> Leave it to Earl. Exactly. Leave it to Earl. They shaved my stomach. <laughs> You gotta get manscaped, bro. They, <laughs> they shaved my stomach because that's where my kidney is now. Right, bro. clearly. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Your yeah. stomach, brother. <laughs> so once um once I did that um operating room, the doctors came and met me, told me the process, the procedure. Um, by seven oh five, I was rolling back to the OR, man. Last thing, that's the last thing I remember. Um, and then I woke up with a new kidney, bro. Um, with a new body part. Did you feel like immediately better? Like um, as far as your body was, I mean, I know you just had like major surgery. Major surgery, yeah. But. Um, I I did feel immediately, especially mentally, because I'm like, I know this is the biggest leap, and right. the biggest part of the journey. So I felt better mentally, uh, physically. You know, I was like super sore and everything like that. But you know, all my family and friends being there when I got, as soon as I got back up to my room, it made the world a difference to me. Uh, just knowing that they, you know, wanted to be there, they didn't have to be there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I got back up to my room uh, about, I think about 2.30 that afternoon. Um, so I slept a few hours. I, you know, I didn't sleep once I got back to my room because my family and friends were there. Yeah. So we laughing and joking. You know, I'm telling them how I feel. I mean, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just for the record, mm-hmm. um, out of the people in this room, who was who was the first one? <laughs> who was the first one? <laughs> You, you was the first one to actually came to that. You was oh, one of the I, first I, I didn't know that. I'm you pretty were, sure I text back first, though. You were my boy, Joe Hall. I don't know who texts first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> okay. I mean, y'all can rack it out over there. <laughs> you and my boy, Joe Hall, was the first ones in the room. A lot of times, that's guilt, man. You know when people ain't been there. I mean, like, <laughs> they like, when people die, man, man they got to be. <laughs> we ain't going to accept no Joe Hall slander <laughs> on the podcast, brothers. Now, we talking about Jay Brewster. We talking about Joe Hall. Oh, oh. <laughs> So no Jay Bruce to slam the eat. <laughs> nah, man, but I appreciate everybody, man. I appreciate all the calls, texts, you know, nah, gifts, that's what's up, man. Yeah, everything, man. you know, while I was in the hospital for that week. Um, it was actually just a, a work week. It was Monday through Friday. Mm. Um, so uh, I did dialysis uh, Monday night after I got into the surgery, which I was a little frustrated by because I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that had you do dialysis one more time. Yeah, I did it two more times, actually. I did it Monday night and then Tuesday afternoon. Okay. But Tuesday afternoon was my last treatment, man. Right. And you I, probably was in there like, man, I'm tired of doing this. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and, um, and I was like, and then once they got me back to the room on Tuesday afternoon, um, he once the doctor came in, he was like, yeah, I think that's the last treatment of dialysis that you'll ever Come on. Do. No, bro. You know, so. That's um, huge. Yeah. And that's, and, and my wife has a picture. She took a picture of me when he told me. You know, and I have like the biggest smile on my face um, when he told me that I wouldn't have to do dialysis anymore, man. So um, I just want to personally thank uh, each and every person, you know, that listened to the podcast, that, you know, seen the story on Facebook, seen the video on Facebook, um, seen my Instagram page, uh, shared it, liked it, um, gave me encouraging words during that um, during that time. 
I appreciate each and every one of y'all, man, uh, beyond um, words can ever express. And um, yeah, so and, and all that happened. And ever since I've been going back to the doctor for my follow ups, everything has been going great. Uh, my creatine levels are at an all time low. Um, I've, I've lost weight. The kidney is functioning perfectly. Uh, you know, as of now, so we just gonna keep rocking, man, and uh, keep believing. I, I'm believing God for the next person to get theirs. You know, whether it's a kidney transplant, heart transplant, liver transplant, uh, whatever you believe in God for. If you believe in God for a baby, um, if you believe in God for whatever miracle you are, man, um, just know your boy. I know the feeling, you know, and I'm gonna step in the fight with you, just as you stepped in the fight with me. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying. So I just That's want so y'all, I just want y'all to be encouraged. And uh, the biggest thing that I, I told my wife once I got done. Um, with the surgery that I didn't want to be selfish and that's why I never filled out the prayer cards for me and even when I um, when I got the call um, I told this to God audibly I said you know I don't want just my prayer to be answered let everybody else's prayers be encouraged wow by this happening for them through me wow but I want your prayers to be amplified because you pray for this as well you know what I'm saying I want you to say God you answer my prayer for my homeboy, my friend, you know what I'm saying? My loved one. So that was the biggest thing for me. So like I said, I could never say thank you enough to you guys for supporting me uh, through that, you know, rough two years. Um, a lot of y'all remember when I was looking crazy, had all that water weight on me. <laughs> uh, I see the pictures and I'm disgusted at myself because I let myself get to that point. But it's just a testimony to where I am now. So just wanted to say that and be encouraged. And um, I love y'all. And I thank God for the Brothers Podcast for letting me share that story. Bro, that's that's like that surge of faith. I feel that, man. Yeah. I mean, like, it's amazing to, to know that you you weathered that storm. And like, like anybody who knew Rodney or knows Rodney, because uh, he's still very much with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he'll be with us for a long time. Um, he, he never complained. Nah, man. Bro. Like, not one time. Like, we not just saying that. I'm talking about like, pri- even the privately. Like where you probably can like vent to your boys or whatever. Yeah. Like I can't remember one time we was like, man, this like sucks. Blah blah blah. Uh, like never. You know what I mean? Like I think you have the moments of frustration, but it never came out as if I'm so tired of this or I just you know I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. Right, right. You know, it right. never came out that way. And one one thing that I wanted to commend him on is um, going back to praying for others. Man, I remember writing will send out texts. You know, hey man, what can I be praying for you for? Yeah. And he was consistent with that, man. If you didn't text back, he like he up later, hey man, you get my text or right. <laughs> whatever, you know, like so that says a lot. And I remember when the first time you got the call and you didn't get it, yeah. and I think your response was perfect. I mean, yeah, there was some disappointment there, but I remember also on Marco, you know, we mentioned that man. I know God don't do stuff like this to tease us, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you was yeah. really good about encouraging the aspect. Yeah, you I, could really feel like, dang, God, you play with me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I believe that it just it just showed us how close, you know, yeah. what I'm saying close we were. So because like, man, I never forget like hearing. I, I remember being so excited that first that first call, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I, I think I was like, I think I was hit you up a bunch of times like hey what happened what happened you know what I mean yeah. and then when you finally came back it was like nah it didn't happen like I didn't even know like necessarily what to say at that point cause right. it was just like I want this so bad yeah. you know what I'm saying for my homie cause like I know it's been like uh, a absolute struggle like mm-hmm. I mean between people who are on dialysis or people who've done chemotherapy that's just some of the most taxing yeah. things you can put your body through you know what I mean and, yeah. on top of being a full time student 
full-time yeah, full time husband, full-time dad. Employee. Yeah. Everything. I know we shouted her out so many times, but shout out to Drea once again. Absolutely. Um, she you know, definitely held him down. Holding him down, bro. Yeah. yeah. I know she was excited, man. That's 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 a faith booster, bro. Yeah. When you step out and just fill out a card, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and she's doing it consistently. Like yeah. I said, I wasn't even doing it for myself. She had more faith in me yeah. at, at certain times. You know what I'm saying? I told her 2020 would be the year, but I definitely didn't think it would be 13 days within the year. Yeah. God was like, I see your 2020. <laughs> and I raise it 13 days. I raise it to 13 days. Yeah. And the miracle about it, man, y'all, and one more thing I forgot to mention. Um... I know people wait on the transplant lists for years. The average wait time is three to five years once you get listed. I wasn't listed until uh, August 28th of 2019. Wow. So that's five months that I was actually listed, and I got a call twice. Five months. Five months. Five. That's grace, boy. That's grace. The number of favor. It ain't fair. It's not... And I and I and a, a lot of times I had a little guilt. Guilt, yeah. Because of that, because favor ain't fair, and I I see people I know people yeah. that have been waiting for years. But I'm like, I found myself encouraging people at the church, like one of the musicians. I was like, man, Rodney just got a kidney. Like you can get yours too. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what you like, have to do, it's, man. It's, it's the well, I'm finding myself. Like even seeing other people, like there's a guy I work with, and I saw he had posted this little, uh, he had like a little, um, I guess you could say like a plaque, and he had like a newspaper clipping and everything, where I guess his wife had given him his kidney, and you know, so I was like, yeah, my homie just got got his kidney too, so I'm like running into people and seeing those type of testimonies, and just yeah. it, it really excites you, you know? Yeah, what I mean? and that's one thing I had to do with the guilt. I had to transform that into. Helping other people. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's saying, like, I'm not going to feel guilty for my testimony, but along the lines, I'm going to encourage everybody that I can while, you know, I have this life in my body and this second chance. I'm going to do everything within my power to save somebody else and help somebody else. What's Dread call your kid, again? His name is Deuce. 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 They told me I had to name him before I left the hospital. So. Yo, Ronnie ain't run that bell, bro. Like, you can't do nothing but smile when you see that video, bro. <laughs> Ringing that bell and live, I was like, that brought a lot of joy, bro. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. it's a incredible testimony. Uh, it's a miracle to make it. It just feels so so good to like li- literally see the 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 transformation of like diagnosis, right? Your testimony and, and, and redemption story to the fruition of the absolute uh, of the miracle coming to pass right. man. I that's, mean because everybody that's around me and connected to me got to see the whole entire process right, right. it wasn't like a part of it was hidden yeah I got to play it out in front of you yeah I, like going back and I don't want to extend too long I just remember the day I had to take you to the hospital and I took that one picture <laughs> yeah like right legs were so big bro oh no, right right like, I ain't, and for me not to have noticed that so long like I said, Sherelle pointed it out to me first, and I was like, ain't nothing wrong with his leg. And like I said, one day he was teaching or something, I was like, oh. Yeah, like, right. and then that picture, taking you to get the dialysis stint, Catheter, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, all that stuff, bro, you know. Well, I, I don't I don't pretend to know always the heart of God. Um, <clears throat> you said you waited for five months. Um, I think that you probably could have got the kidney a little sooner if you didn't pull off on that lady at the church that one time. Yeah. <laughs> After prayer, brother. Yeah, he was testing you, brother. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, you had to, like, you know, the Lord had to let you know that wasn't okay. Yeah. But he still was going, you know, so take you care. you probably would have did it on the 12th. Yeah. 
man. You feel me? I think the twelfth was only eleven. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But you pulled off on that lady after prayer after you told her that you was gonna give her a ride. <laughs> Nah, we never gonna let you live that down, brother. Probably, bro. If y'all know what we talking about, you need to catch up on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, uh, we got any words of wisdom, brother Earl? Man, bro, keep believing. I normally have something planned and a little more funnier, but man, don't stop believing, man. Don't Nothing's stop impossible. Believing. Nothing's impossible. I thought you was gonna maybe say. Uh, uh, definitely uh, ask your kids not to be pooping on the bathroom floor. Definitely, man. That's not um, okay. That, that is not okay. Yeah. Not okay. It's unacceptable. We didn't Especially even have an out of line king or queen, bro. No, nah, he is the out of line king. The bro. pooper, all right. Yeah. The, the serial pooper is the out of line king for sure. Hopefully, y'all catch it. Roddy, got any words of wisdom, brother? Uh, man, hydrate your kidneys. Um, you know, take care of yourself. Uh, do what you need to do, and uh, we love you. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. And on that note. You got any words of wisdom? Brother, uh, my only words of wisdom is like, you know, l- learn from Fergie and Chaka Khan's performance doing the National Anthem. <laughs> I can, think you should you just, just sing it regularly. Black History Month, we're not going to stand for yeah. it. Just, just, just sing it regularly. Wait, wait till March 1st to start. <laughs> that is good wisdom. Just sing it regular, man. Just sing it regular, man. We ain't got time for that. All right, we are the brothers. Peace. Brothers. <laughs>